Hey friends, and welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am your host, Ren, and I'm so glad that you joined me today. Each Friday, I get to chat with a friend who has a story to tell, a dream that she's pursuing, or a passion to share with you. This week is episode 48, and my guest is Sally Dean. Sally's such a sweetheart, and I loved hearing her story. I was introduced to Sally by a friend of mine, and we just had such a great conversation talking about infertility and the hopes and dreams that she had, and also the joy of when she brought her baby's twins home from the hospital, and just the neat story that God wove into their lives, and you are going to be encouraged by hearing from Sally today. But first, I would love if you could do me a favor. Could you go to your iTunes app on your phone and look up the podcast, Friends of a Feather, and leave us a five-star rating and a review. It doesn't have to be long. It can be short and sweet, but just to encourage others to start listening, and that's the way that others can find us. Okay, here's my conversation with Sally. So, welcome to the podcast, Sally. Thank you. I'm so honored. Yay. Well, I heard about you from a friend of mine named um, Bethany. So how do y'all know each other? So we go way back to um, church in Houston. She's a couple years older than I am. So she was one that I looked up to. And I think we she was in some form of leadership role over me, probably, you know, just, um, um, you know, church. leading girls at church. Yes. Okay. Um, and so we have so many friends in common, and um, we're both twin mamas, so that's a yes. huge thing. So. Yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love, I love social media, how you can kind of keep yeah. a little a little peek into people's lives still. And mm-hmm. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Love her. Um, okay, so tell me a little bit, or tell everybody that might not know you um, about yourself and about your family. Yes, okay, so... Um, I am a wife of Caleb and mama of twins, and they are going to be four this summer. Mm-hmm. And so I have the joy and honor of getting to be home with them. And um, I just have kind of fallen into that role and love it. And um, I previously was in design and architecture um, and worked in design schools for six years and then quickly, abruptly switched gears. Um, we adopted our kiddos. And so I'd love to, of course, hash out all yeah. of those details. And um, yeah. And then most recently have gotten to just um, on the side, got to illustrate a book um, that is so close to my heart and partnered with um, a dear friend who also knows Bethany. Okay. Common, um, Amara. And so... I would love to tell you about that too. So that's, I'm just kind of doing my mom thing, just going on all kinds of adventures with the kids. And um, we are connected to a wonderful church here and just um, really have some roots in the DFW area now. And um, that's awesome. Yes, we love it here. That's great. Um, So did you grow up in that area or? I grew grew up in Houston and huge, sprawling, wide Houston suburbia. Uh Uh-huh so many people so densely populated and um and then got to go to A&M where it was a little bit smaller and that's where I met my husband and then he got a job he's a couple years older than I am so he got a job um right out of college in Dallas and that's what um, brought brought us here 
So we got married like the minute I graduated. And okay. I started, yeah. That's awesome. I started work here and we've just been here ever since. Now it's okay. about 10 years that we've been here in Dallas in the DFW area. Okay. So you have twins, Ezra and Remy. That's and right. I love those names, by the way. Thank you. And I want to ask you a little bit. Tell me, um, so y'all got married. What year did y'all get married? 2008. 2008. And so did y'all start trying to have kids right away? I know you have always had a mother's heart that you desired to be a mom from, like, the get-go. Yeah. So did y'all start trying right away? No. Um, that was a huge journey. I mean, I think... My husband is like a major planner. He's like analytical brain and loves mm. a good plan. And um, I'm a little bit more spontaneous, but I just felt, you know, we were super young and we kind of started out with this plan, this mm. brilliant five year, whatever. We yes. Didn't official. That was just like, we, this was just obviously, duh. Yeah. Like we're, that's we're our plan. Yeah. And then um, I pretty much right the minute we got married, I um, was pretty sick from my my oral contraceptive like it was new mm. to my system and I really just I think I was under I was definitely under a lot of stress I didn't mm. feel stressed I felt really happy but I my body was under a whole bunch of stress just from graduating college and moving to a new town and starting a new job and getting married all within a few months mm -hmm. Those obviously major life stressors and so I think just on top of the stress and then the hormone changes um, that's a real combination. And so mm -hmm. I actually really suffered, um, pretty devastating anxiety that I had never had before. I don't think of myself as an anxious person at all. Mm -hmm. I, I felt unlike myself and I, um, I had panic attacks and I had never had those. Um, mm. and so I have such, I have such empathy for people that, that really deal with anxiety and it is, uh, you know, and just for when your body is chemically not balanced, there mm -hmm. is a, it was scary. And I, and then I experienced a depression, um, mm. which I, I hear, you know, it, it often comes right when you're having anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I was not sleeping well and that caused me to then be afraid that I wouldn't sleep well. And then I was afraid that I wasn't, you know, it's just all these like combined, uh -huh. um, anxiety on top of anxiety. And then I was just, I was so happy. I was in, I was so thankful to be married and just walking in a new job and a new, you know, a new life that I was so thrilled about, but just really struggling. Mm. Well, and, and you talk about anxiety and I feel like a lot, I think a lot of women struggle with that and, and maybe not, they don't really verbalize it to anybody. Um, I've, I've struggled. That's so funny. You say that when you're saying that when you can't sleep and then you're worried because you're, you know, that night, you're not going to get any sleep. I experienced that a few years back, and it was very scary. Um, so I understand. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Right. And here's this like man in my bed who's like sleeping <laughs> all the time, and all this, you know, this weird. Uh huh. Right? And what am I doing? And why am I? I'm so happy. Why am I so crazy right now? Right. I wasn't crazy, but I had a lot going on in my body and a lot going on. Mm-hmm life and so yeah I think because of that so that was it's hard to say exactly when I kind of became myself again but mm -hmm. we quickly were like this is not working this hormone mm -hmm. craziness is right. not working so I quickly dodged that and mm -hmm. um, that's when we were like okay kind of face to face with like 
everything else in our life, we, we say we have open hands on everything. Mm-hmm. But that area, we had never even thought to open our hands. Like, that was mm. like, this is mine, and we, our fertility is, like, absolutely my plan. But, like, God, I want to offer you the rest of my, my day and my mm. life, my career and my future. Yeah. And so I think just kind of going through that physical, really hard struggle mm-hmm. led to us having more of an open heart towards fertility and just what is this and what is our plan and it, it's okay to have plans and to be diligent but like to not ever surrender that felt like we just really felt convicted there so you're saying you know god whenever you want to bless us with a child we're we're open to it before the five years right right and we <laughs> we it's really cool i was open to a lot of you know just like on the practical side for everybody who's like um well how do you like have open hands and then like not you know yeah <laughs> You know, there was, we, it was really cool to kind of learn some, um, modern, I guess, modern actual, Mm. there's some cool science where you aren't on birth control, but you are aware of what's happening. And I just felt really empowered to know what was going on. Yes. Yes. There's family planning and. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about because I did that for fertility after I had my son. So I don't know what it's called, but I know, I know what you're talking about. Like tracking, yeah. the tracking method, yes. like, like everything. Facility tracking yes, method. yes. Yeah. Then, and I just thought I was like so awesome at it. Like I am so <laughs> good at this natural fertility. Uh, like I got this. Like, yeah. let's see. And then it really just became, okay, I'm ready. Like I'm ready. I don't know when it switched. Probably the first mm-hmm. three years of our marriage, I would say. Like mm-hmm. within the three years, it was like, okay, I'm ready. Let's. And then um, we were just excited to try. Okay, so you start trying, and what happens? Just nothing. Just nothing. <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah, it was just, just very quiet. Mm. Uh, and so I know a lot of people experience um, quick pregnancy and then loss. And, mm. you know, just there's so many. I just, everybody is so complex. Our bodies are amazing. and um, But I, for us, I just, I've still never experienced a pregnancy in 10 years of marriage. And so mm. that, just the, the months would just really drag and it was hard. And, um, I think we, I wasn't, I wasn't super eager to jump into a doctor right away. It was like, Oh, well, I just really was optimistic and we'll just mm-hmm. kind of, hang. it's only been nine months. It's only been 10 months. It's okay. You know, and I was, yeah. it was, it was hard, but I was like, okay, I don't want to, I, maybe I was in denial. I'm not sure. But so then more months go by and, at this point, I'm starting to feel pretty discouraged and starting to kind of put myself in that category of like something's wrong. My husband and I actually really were um, really on different pages. We both wanted babies. We wanted to be parents. We're so on the same page there. But um, he just began to really feel pretty strongly that maybe for other people, those could be walking, walking in freedom and following the Lord in those other areas of fertility pursuit. But for us, it just felt like adoption or not, you know. Mm. And that, so it's one of those things we just have to trust that, um, you know, I wasn't on that exact same page. I did feel a little more freedom to walk in some of the other areas. Mm-hmm. I really just, okay, like, Lord, you have given me this husband who loves you and is following you. And if this is an area where you are specifically convicting his heart, I do mm-hmm. not step on that at right, all. Right, right to gladly submit to that leadership um, because the buck stops with him and my family, you know, right. and 
And so I, that was an area I really just had to trust like, okay, Lord, this is, you have stirred my husband this way. And of course, like I want to adopt so much too at this point. And mm. um, so, you know, I will just trust that you are always able to do, you can create life in me like with a breath. Mm. Um, I do not doubt that at all. Um, but if it's, you know, just on my end for me to be obedient and to follow my husband and to trust you, Lord, like this, this is what it's going to look like. And it's not exactly what I thought, but like, this is where I want to put my hope in you, Lord. Um, Psalm 39. I love it. So that was, that was hard to walk out and still is sometimes, but really he has just, God has just multiplied our joys for sure in that area. And, and really all throughout praying for unity with my husband was huge. Having my people around me, like it's hard to walk in fertility and then to kind of feel on different pages is even harder. Mm. And so I just, that was our prayer all throughout this. Lord, we make these decisions, just make us unified. Even when we don't feel the same way about things, like somehow, what does unity look like? When I talk about our story, I just want to be so, um, something that I always want to mention is that before we even thought about adoption, of course we like were praying about it, but before it became the area where we chose, I really wanted to deal with my own healing on infertility. I mm. never, you know, I think it's so dangerous and really easy to take this huge wound that we have, uh, this loss and this area of grief, and then to just try to fix it with this baby. Um, mm. I think that is just such a danger. Um, and really, anyway, I just was uh, really challenged to do that myself and to, I mean, in all areas of motherhood, like we have to, we have to have a heart that's being healed by Christ. Like we have to have him filling all of the areas where we need, um, mm. before we can really parent from a place of like, um, of a wholeness. I don't know how to explain mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. when we have areas that we, um, and we're always, we're always a work in progress and we're always going to have things that we, um, are struggling with in our own life. But the more, as we lean into him to heal those areas, then we can parent out of not neediness, you know, not wanting our kid to fill that hurt or that empty spot. Um, right. Right. So, so what changed it for y'all to be on the same page and say, okay, adoption, this is what we're going to do. What kind of brought y'all to that moment? Yeah, we, um, it's again, like a, another really kind of a long, it was a long process for us. Mm -hmm. Um, the whole, the whole journey of both like the infertility side and this adoption piece were like things that we just had, they were just looming over us for a long time. Like, Lord, we desire both. We desire children we just desired a parent and so what does this look like we don't want to move forward until you have really shown us when we really feel like we're walking in step with you and so I began I think my my green light was on a lot sooner um and my husband was always like extremely loved adoption but it was like uh would be would be we don't want to be rushing and mm -hmm. uh, you know he wasn't quite as eager beaver about it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it was like adoption month or something. I think it was November. I don't even know what year, probably 2011 or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just kept adoption, adoption.
and adoption stories everywhere, foster care, adoption, you know, all these stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just became something where I said, Lord, like, I feel like you have a megaphone right now. I feel maybe Mm -hmm. started to pray. So I had this journal. Um, It was first like I I picked it out because it was going to be my pregnancy journal. Mm -hmm. I journaled from the moment I was like praying for a baby, hoping. And then it became like my infertility journal. And I so much, and I'm so thankful I have it because really I just have like this huge collection of verses that he gave me and just things that I would pray back to. Yes, those are priceless. Priceless, precious things that I still look back a lot at those. Um, Mm. And then it became this like, Lord, would you want us to adopt journal? Um, Mm. And so I think just when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, he is not it's not confusing what he wants us to do he confirms it and he it aligns with his word and it, he puts people around us that say yes this looks wise you know and um it just for us was like we really just felt like this is what he wants us to do and we were so excited so that's awesome we really we are um we wanted to be informed on everything adoption so we just jumped right in mm-hmm. um, before we were even with an agency, it was like, hey, I just want to know, like, um, all of adoption is is rooted in loss. Like, there is some loss. Um, mm. And so we wanted to, we didn't need to be prepared for the really happy and celebratory side. We just mm-hmm. really wanted to be prepared for the, the harder spots and mm. how, to, how to walk with a child who has a lot of questions and how to, what does it look like to have... Um, a relationship with a birth family and what does it look like to be, you know, just kind of the complex side of it. We really wanted to be familiar with it. I think that's so wise too. I think it's just helpful when there's a huge unknown to just get your head around it before you dive in personally. That's Um, that's good. Okay. So y'all decide you're going to do that and you go, do you go with an agency and then you do all of the you know, the home study and all the application and the fees and all that. Yes. And so it was kind of hard to find an agency. We just, it was just for some reason that time in Dallas was hard and um, a lot of great, great places that um, were serving women really well and meeting their needs and telling them about Jesus. We really just loved a lot of um, the options around us, but um, for some reason, doors were kind of shutting. We mm. would start the application and then, oh, I'm so sorry, we can't, we can't have you all right now, or we're sh- actually shutting our doors and we aren't, we don't have funding right now. Or oh, wow. there was just a lot happening at that time, and um, so we ended up um, calling. We were like, well, I'm from Houston and I know this wonderful, um, basically a family friend of ours that has, you know, as a director at an agency, and we didn't really want to drive that far just thinking of all of the post placement there's a lot of driving that has to happen mm. um but it just it just worked out and she you know we were like well we just there's a lot happening down in at her at their agency and there's a lot of women that they're loving and serving and um that you know it just we just felt like okay this is it and we'll just make the drives and okay. so we quickly went through that process we did our home study the very beginning of July, and then about 16 days later, July 16th, we um, we get a call that 
um, that there is a mama who has twins. All we knew was that they were Anglo boy and girl. Um, <gasps> they were going to be born in two weeks. And so Whoa. we were like, oh my gosh! <gasps> because we had checked the twin box. You check all these crazy boxes uh -huh. and you your eyes out because you have to kind of process all of this, mm -hmm. like all of these children that come from different backgrounds and different ethnicity and different situational different medical everything so we had checked all these boxes and prayed through all that but who in the world thinks that you're going to get twins like i don't know right <laughs> right it's just a box you check but you don't really think that's really going to happen and this and do you can you uh, select what ages that you would like i mean like is there like a zero to two or you know toddler I so it, it's an, an infant placing agency. Okay. But there, there is the occasional like odd chance that it might you know the child might be older than newborn. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So we have checked okay. all those two. Okay. But um, typically, you know, they were they were really counseling the mom who would then make an adoption plan. You know? Gotcha. Okay. So it was usually you were walking with her at the very end of pregnancy or right at the hospital. Wow. So, so this uh, is pretty fast. I mean, two weeks, that's really fast to go and get your yeah. babies. Yeah. So we thought we had two weeks. So we pretty much partied the first five, six days. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, we were telling everybody. Uh -huh. and it was so fun to just celebrate that this was a possibility. Yeah. And you, nothing was a done deal. Like, of course, um, she had a lot to walk through and we just knew that going in, like that mm -hmm. this was the hardest thing that she's probably ever done. And, right. um, but we were just celebrating that, you know, how exciting it was, um, to even be chosen and all of that. And, um, we were thrilled. And so we then go to work after partying for five days, you know, mm -hmm. um, go to work on a Monday and I have my hot coffee next to my computer at my firm. And, and then I get a call that, um, sorry, drop everything. Come right now. She's going to have the babies tomorrow. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. It was great. So I left my hot coffee. I left my computer on <laughs> my, all my coworkers made like a tunnel and I ran through it and <laughs> just like had my head spinning running out the door. And so we, um, we drove down to Galveston in the state of a little La Quinta. And my whole family came and Caleb's family came and we were there with our agency. And, um, that next morning we met the kid's birth mom and, um, that morning at like 6am. Um, Whoa. and so we were just so thankful. We got some time with her, some hours with her to get to meet her. And yeah. it was so surreal, so surreal. Um, but she was just incredibly open with us and, um, was, wanting a relationship and we were just thrilled about that and um so anyway we they they came that afternoon and it was absolutely unbelievable and um I got she invited me into the into the um delivery room into the OR oh wow c-section with them mm. and that was just the biggest honor and mm. uh, I got to be with her holding her hand and they the babies came and, um, it was, I mean, I just look back and I'm like, that is completely incredible that I got to be part of it. Mm. Uh, and so that's amazing. Caleb, Caleb was like right out and he was all scrubbed up and ready, mm -hmm. right. 
outside and we got to just receive the kids. And oh my goodness. So uh, when you are doing the paperwork, okay, and they say, okay, do you have the option of, is this a closed adoption or an open adoption? Do you have that option? No, that is really up to her. Okay, um, okay. And But every agency since like the mid-90s, um, just the whole trend in adoption is that all the research says that open is actually much more healthy for everyone. Mm. And so thankfully, um, you know, records aren't sealed and all of that gotcha. um, in our state. And it's just a really healthy trend to where um, just the, the having the unknowns can really be devastating. For mm. That's interesting. Everybody. So. So I know that a lot of adoptions are closed and they're, mm -hmm. I mean, it's always the choice of the mom and I'm sure there's legal stuff that I don't understand about it too. You know, maybe different states have different things, but yeah, uh, but we, we definitely were wanting to be as open as she was willing to be open. Just, you That's know, as you, think, as you think about all members of this, um, you think about just like for our own benefit of having medical records and just having relationship to where they might, mm -hmm. as our kids get older, they have the ability to ask her things. And yes. even, even the emotional side of it, like mm. why did you make this decision? What, what went for, you know, I don't know what the future looks like for our relationship and we can't ever um, assume, on, presume on any of it. But right, right now we have a relationship and um, just getting to, to pray for her and watch like, watch them interact occasionally when we get to see her um mm. I just you know and she has told me she's told me um that it really does help her to see the pictures and to know that she made a good choice um, yes you know and just to have truly made this selfless decision of like you know um I really believe this is going to be best for them in the long run and mm. uh, every every story has its heartache and I think you know, we don't always share all the details of their story. We want it to be their story, but right. it is just, it's really, it's really sweet to see um, that openness is, has been helpful and healing. That's great. That's so good. And I think it's great that it's, it's really up to her too, you know, that she has a yeah. voice in it and that y'all um, are, you know, y'all are all working together and yeah. um, I think that's that's awesome. That's really important. And I've heard also, you know, of friends that have adopted, and they have said, you know, this is the hardest thing that, like you said, this is the hardest thing that she's probably ever gonna do. I think that's it's it's the most supernatural thing, probably, just because it's not it's not a natural thing for you know a mom to do that. And so, how selfless on her part to to do that to make that choice. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And deny, I mean, it is, I am thankful that I actually sit under a lot of, of several birth moms who have, you know, placed previously and now have a platform and use mm. their um, influence to teach other people. And so I've just really appreciated um, some, you know, a birth mom sharing like, this is completely unnatural. This is not at all. Right. Um, our bodies are not made to completely separate, but mm. you know, an area where we just have to say like, you know, um, do what's best for the child and what's best for me and what's, you know, what's best ultimately for the family too. And mm. so it's just a hard, complex, very personalized. Every story is so different, but right. kind of 
understanding those big pieces has been so helpful. That's great. That's great. You got to be in there. Did you get to hold the babies right away? Um, yes. Well, I think they, I mean, it's such a blur. They, I, I remember like, seeing them lift the babies out and mm-hmm. I, you know, got to just look at them immediately and then they swept them away and then we did get to hold them. Mm. So, yes, such a gift and mm. we were able, it was funny kind of, I mean, just you had to laugh a little bit at the hospital because we're not birth family and we're not like actually anything to do with the children and so they wouldn't you know they wouldn't at this point there was nothing legal binding us to the right country. right and so we're like um can we have a place to kind of hang out because we can be <laughs> nursery all the time and we right. can be you know in postpartum yeah so we were like in a closet like we were just <laughs> kind of stuck somewhere on the side of the nursery it was pretty funny that is um, funny but for the most part the nurses were really gracious and helpful mm, and, that's great um, Sadly, we did have a situation where the, I think one of the medical staff just was not okay with it, not comfortable with it, just the mm. whole abortion situation. And um, Well, and you think that they would be used to it because you hear a lot of adoption stories and a lot of, a lot of um, adoptive mom and dads go to the hospital. You know, right. they're there. Um, I mean, I've not really heard anybody that have been in the room with the birth right. mom. I think that is a huge deal. I think that is um, that is precious. Um, but you'd think they'd be used to it by now, <laughs> you know? Like, hey, yeah. this is going to happen. You need to get on board with this. But, think, you know, yeah. who knows? They were a little just judgmental toward her. Um, oh, toward her. I thought it was toward y'all. No. Um, yeah. Um, we were like, yeah, this is not healthy. Can you please, like, can, I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But for the most part, everyone was really sweet. Yeah. And, that's um, so good. Okay. So did y'all take, when, when did y'all take them home from the hospital? So yes. So then, um, so we did our, there's 48 hour minimum where you, um, she has minimum 48 to make her decision and then she can sign. Um, she actually relinquished her parental rights at that point, mm-hmm. um, two days after. And I mean, that's just a delicate, like, mm-hmm. we just wanted to give her space and be, mm-hmm. I mean, it was hard to walk that, mm-hmm. um, but, um, she has someone from the agency completely dedicated to her. That's not like, caring right, right, right. So, separate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, yeah, she just, we went and got her hamburger and just tried to do our best to like, oh, but, um, gave her space too and gave her time with the kids and, um, I just am so glad she chose to to um, have some time with them alone. I want I just putting myself in her shoes. I would definitely want to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was glad that she did. And and then she made her decision and she signed. And then we were able to pretty quickly after that um, we were able to leave with them. So just uh. to, I mean like it is the of course the happiest day for us. We're celebrating and just you know, seeing God's faithfulness to us, not him, not just his faithfulness, but his faithfulness to us, like very personally. Um, and just this abundant provision of two babies, like we just felt like double our heart's desire. Mm. And so we're of course just thanking him for that. And then just like weeping over the loss that she's experiencing and mm. just this complicated thing. And so um, the same hallway in the hospital where there's like balloons and flowers and party is like, she has to walk out alone. And mm. 
so that was just um, something that I will never forget. Um, and so, um, mm. just, just that's a lot. The paradox. Yeah, well. yeah, because yeah. it's both. It's it's a lot of emotions. Well, um, and I love how you. Um, I saw you wrote for Ebenezer Collective on their blog um, mm -hmm. in September. I think was it this year or last year? I guess it yeah. was last year because it's not this year yet. Um, but I love I love what you said about your story. And you said, the story he is writing for my life is richer than I could have dreamed up or would have had the courage to write for myself. Right. And I love that because, you know, it's not something that you would have chosen for her to, mm -hmm. to, to have these babies and, um, and to not go home with them, like you said. But, right. um, but what a beautiful story it is. Right. Yeah. And just the, just the suffering, like all the, the waiting and the longing and all of that, I would have never, I would have never um, wanted anybody I love to go through that. Sure. That, of course, under pressure is where we become a diamond. That's where we are tested and really are, I mean, my faith, I've just matured there. And I saw, you know, even in the, even in the empty arms, like I saw that he was, enough um mm. yeah just not i and then walking of course through the adoption like i would have not had the courage to do that i don't think if it mm. hadn't been little baby step at a time like trusting 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 um and i and i love how you on your instagram that you include her um in that and that you have pictures of her um of when she was pregnant with with the babies and um it just seems like you'll have a close relationship and i know that's um that's huge and it's a, super important to her um and as well as you and and you said on um i think in that article also that your story is or you said our story is so much bigger than us what do you mean by that yeah i think um just to look at our babies who are very much a part of her and a part of this DNA and this biology and this background and where they, you know, all of their story. And also just, you know, just Michelle in general, like she has a whole life. She isn't just someone who brought our kids. Like she has a mm. whole life she's lived before. Mm -hmm. Good, bad and hard and good. And, you know, all of it. And, right. And we have a whole life that we've lived. And then all of a sudden, like we just kind of intersect lives. Um, mm. And so... I don't know. We just, there's so much to it. And it, and it's also all the people that came around us that supported on our end, like all of the people that prayed for all these years with us and believed with us and hoped with us and cried and um, raised funding with us, all of it. It's mm. so much bigger. So then when we are able to say, these are our kids and this is the story that God has just crazy written. Yes. Uh, it's like everybody kind of has some skin in the game. Like all these people, yeah. you know, we all get to say like, whoa, I see his, his crazy hand at work mm. bringing all these things and um, through the hard and through the good, like just celebrating that he did it, you know, he's mm. the one who makes families. 
Well, at the end of the article, you said, I'm sorry I'm quoting you, but these quotes are just amazing. They're so good. They're so good. Um, but you said, our stories in the hands of a redeeming father can be our greatest platform to offer out a calloused hand and meet others in the grit of their own journey. Yeah. And wow, that's that's it. That's what it's about, is that many people come behind you and say, I, I need some guidance on to know how to do this or or um, and 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 also it doesn't have to be just about adoption about our story right. and that God is a redeeming God and he can um, you know we offer those our hands our calloused hands to him to whatever he wants our platform to be um, so I, I just love it I love the story um, and I love that after Kind of this happened. It might have been maybe a couple years later, or here recently, that a friend called you, and or emailed you, and tell me a little bit about what, how the the book, the bridge that love built, came to be. Yeah. So I had baby twins, and I'm like, you know, just surviving, yeah. happily surviving, uh, and um, I get this email that's like from a dear friend from way back hadn't seen her in a decade but we just um we knew each other's hearts because we were in ministry you know she was in ministry at my church and I knew her and um she just shared about how basically her she needed to write this book and she didn't want to write this book but it was Mm -hmm. like it was burning in her and she couldn't forget it and so she's like here I'm just gonna attach the draft would you read it? I'm just really praying about what to do with this. And I thought of you. I know that, of course, you guys adopted. And I know that this is, you know, a little piece of your story. And so here's this adoption book. Okay. I just read the draft in her Word document. And I cried my eyes out. Oh. Uh, I mean, it, it's um, truly just God's Word um, in, in a story form. So it was, it was written for her youngest sister who um, was adopted at seven. And so she has a lot of gaps in her story. She has a lot of questions, she has unknowns. Mm. And so the story is looking back at her life and seeing God's hand there. Um, In your birth mother's womb, you were there. He formed you there. We weren't there, but God made you there. And Mm. then at birth, we don't know the details of your birth, but God was there and he was celebrating um, and then, you know, all of the milestones, you know, Megan would question a lot of, you know, when did I first walk? What, when did I lose my first tooth? What was my favorite food as a baby? And these are just things that a lot of adoptive parents just grieve, um, with their children who don't know. Um, mm. and so just seeing that God celebrated every single milestone, he saw you there. He, he saw when that hard, horrible thing happened to you and he wept over you there, mm. um, and all of the all of the hard, he's present, and he's bringing all things for good for those who know him and walk with him. Um, and so, just sweet, seeing sweetly, um, I mean, I just cried over the story. And so mm-hmm. I, um, I just knew I had to be part of it, and I didn't know how in the world I was going to do it. But um, so I wrestled with it for mm-hmm. I, yes, immediately. And then I wrestled with how in the world I would illustrate such an incredible story um, that was so personal and so um, transcendental. I don't know. Yeah. Transcendent. Um, just the ideas that would apply to a lot of children. Um, mm. and just 
not just adoption stories too, but like in my heart and fertility, God saw me there. He saw me crying. He saw he was present with me. Just all these truths that um, that we find in scripture that he's with us in the hard things. Um, mm. And so um, I basically did the whole project taking a year and then I started over and like did it again. Oh, really? <laughs> I was, uh, it was hard. Um, and then, but I just, yeah. Maybe it's just the creative curse. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I just really did. I wanted I wanted the visual to match the mm. the powerful truth of what was said. And so And the first draft that you did didn't you didn't feel like that reflected it. No. And so I mean <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like my baby that I had to just like oh yeah. Yeah. like forever. Wow. Um, anyway it I just we we finished it and we um were really happy with it and it was all the all along the way it was for Megan her sister mm. it's and beautiful it, it's beautiful I've seen it that on it, your Instagram that you've put on there um and it's just gorgeous thank you and so we we sent it out into the world we had no idea what we were doing we still don't and it was like <laughs> You know, I think we just like maybe we should just try and ask. I know there's there's such a world, and if this could be helpful for anybody else, mm. this could be a tool that parents could hold their kid in their lap and just read to them and talk about. Maybe it's just a branching off point to have a great conversation. Mm. We just prayed that God would help us know what to do with it. Mm. And so we did. We did. We launched a Kickstarter. And we were funded, and people were just crazy enthusiastic about it. And um, and we were able to get. A lot of prints made um so we self-published and it was it's been floating around and um we are just two grassroots yes it's just been so fun but um Mm. we have no idea what we're doing but that's okay that's okay you're just doing what god's called you to do and that's awesome both in you know i'm full-time mom and she's full-time ministry and Mm. she's a pasta so she's advocating for kids in court through the foster oh, care system. Oh, wow. So she's just got a lot on her plate, but this mm. is part of her heart. and Yeah, yeah. That's great. Well, and it's good to have a resource for people because they know y'all have walked through it, you know, and to have a resource like that. I love it. That's yeah, so great. It's, it's, it's a huge gift to do something like this and then to see people. I mean, we got to go to a, a CAFO convention, so it's Christian Alliance for Orphans does a summit every year, and it's a huge deal for the adoption community, mm. professionals and for families. And um, you just kind of go and get lots of tools and encouragement and um, resources and amazing teaching. And so we were able to just have a little booth there and meet so many adoptive parents who just mm. wept. They looked at it, and you know, mm. I we have these same questions, and oh my goodness, mm. it's you know, seeing that there's a felt need. Um, for this it just was such an encouragement so humbling but so where so, can we get the book so we do have an instagram the bridge that love built and we are selling our book on amazon so you can find it there um and ren i would love i have a copy here that i would love to give to you and let you do a giveaway with oh yay that would be so fun yeah. i was thinking i'm gonna buy one and we're gonna do a giveaway because those no, sound you- amazing yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Sally. That's sweet. Yeah. Well, 
Um, at the end of each episode, I ask my friends, what are they eating? What are they reading? What are they praying for? And what are they loving? So what are you praying for? Okay, praying. Um, praying for our adoption. We are, we're adopting again. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, so we are um, all ready and waiting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, a month is ticked by. This is taking forever. <laughs> Because the other one was so fast. Right, you know, but this is so not taking forever. It's just... Right, it's just compared to the other time. Wow. Expectations. Well, and let me ask you this. Before um, the the time that when y'all got called for your babies, um, for the twins, you had like a week or two weeks. Did you have anything at home? Like any, like diapers or swings or beds? Did you have anything? I had one crib. Okay. And we had a pack of cute, honest diapers because they were fantastic. <laughs> and then um, I had like some white onesies. How did you get ready in that short of time? I mean, did you have like, you had a week or no, you had two days. We, we had six days. Yeah. So, okay. but really like we used the first, we used yeah, the you first. Partied. Right. So we had like <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Um, our, basically I just had to delegate, just uh, had some. <sighs> people that wanted to help and so my mom was at the store when we called her and she ran and got a car seat and oh. a friend loaned us a car seat and we had pack and plays and oh. our community just completely rocked our world and showed up it was mm. so fun. that's awesome it's dr freezer with food and cleaned my house because we left it a complete tornado and that's uh, they just really celebrated right along with us and were completely the hands and feet so it was so it good. was that's um, good. Okay, back yeah. to the new adoption. I'm sorry. I just had to ask that because I'm thinking, oh, you just have a few days to get ready. How in the world? But community is everything, right? Everything. everything. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, so y'all are in the waiting process, and you've been waiting a month? Yeah, ish, yeah. Ish, yeah. okay. And so actually, I mean, when I'm running around now, like doing the mom thing, it's not a huge, it's not a giant transition like it is. It mm-hmm. will be, mm-hmm. but it's not like it is when you're working and you have no idea. Right. Um, and so I've actually been like kind of forgetting to pray about it. You know, just maybe that, maybe how you feel when you're have when you're pregnant with your like, right. And you're right. like, you know, right. Um, so I actually, I actually went and bought a bassinet, like just oh. to have a visual next to my bed. That's uh, like, pray. Think yes. of this. You think of that mama that is in whatever walk of life she's in. Mm. Um, and just kind of wanting it to be a present reminder for me to pray for them and just to pray for our own hearts to be ready for whatever emotional thing is coming at us, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that has been a huge part of our prayer. And and then just, just praying for kids and, and the sweet thing that someone told me recently, you know, like when you pray for that your kids would be compassionate, like plant seeds of compassion. Like I think just praying towards something and then actively like planting those seeds. Just when, when our hearts are engaged to pray for something, we just kind of feel that go to work sense, like Mm. go to model that, pray for it in my own life, pray for, you know, um, so that has been a sweet reminder for me. That's great. That's great. Okay. What are you reading? So right now I'm doing, uh, I love to read. So this question, Okay question was so hard um because it's 
there's always just so many things. But right now, um, I'm reading A Wrinkle in Time with a book club. Oh. So not at all my normal genre. Like, not at all. Okay. Um, but it's been fun to read and be able to just chit-chat with neighborhood girls. It's not too intimidating to talk about. It's We wanted uh-huh. to get some friends together that uh, maybe don't have a faith background at all. Or okay. Have a different one. Uh-huh. That's been a good one that leads to some good conversation and that's um, great wasn't intimidating so that's that's been a fun read okay cliff noted it in high school (laughs) didn't i've never yeah i've never read it but it sounds so good yeah okay all right so what are you snacking on i love to eat snacks i love that one too um popcorn so we air pop our popcorn and then we put all these amazing toppings on it. It's like our nightly ritual. Maybe not every night, but it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so we do coconut oil and Parmesan and yes. powder and paprika. Okay. I can melt my own coconut oil and put it on there and it's really tasty. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Now what are you loving? Something that you just, um, just love. That um, you're just loving. Okay. Completely love the Enneagram and I don't know. <gasps> That's overdone. Yes, I love it. Yeah, but that's just been really helpful in my relationships. My husband and yes. my friends and my parents and my children. I'm already, like, trying to peg what my kids are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because it's so it's so um, to the heart level. It's to the, the thoughts, you know. It's the mm. motivations for how we do things. And, um. I'm very different than my husband. And so I think that's just really been sweet to have some compassion there and grow in understanding. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting. So what are you and what are your, what is your husband? So I'm a four. Okay. Um, That may not mean anything to your. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, I mean, for, to me, I don't know them all, but what is a four? Um, A four is the individualist. Okay. And so I love ideas and I love to feel unique and individual and Mm. I like to do things maybe just to be different. Um, And then, but I have this core, my core issue is that I feel like there's just something always wrong with me. Just something wrong (laughs) that I can't quite peg. And so... But putting words to that has been so helpful. Like, I do see that. I identify this. Um, Mm. And then um, for my husband is a three who's the performer. So very much, like, just loves to be efficient, loves to be, like, the best at what he's doing and loves Mm. to achieve and be great at everything. And he is, you know, Mm -hmm. and understanding um, some of the dynamics of what challenges come with that and what gifts he has because of it has been so helpful. That's so, awesome. I love that. I think just in ministry too, like recognizing that God has made us so many different ways mm-hmm. with, right? like we are to work together, but we each have such different skills and different um, motivations. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really healthy to understand. So yeah, I think it's great. Good. Good. I love what you're loving. <laughs> I love it too. Yay. Um, now what you are? I'm a nine. Okay. I'm a nine, which is a peacemaker. I do yeah. not like to ruffle feathers. I, I like to 
Um, yes. yes, I like to just have everything, no confrontation, and, and I'll usually agree if somebody says something, I'll be like, yeah, that's fine, let's go eat there, even though inside I'm like, mm, not really. Right. Um, I'm getting better at it, and my husband's a one, which is a, tend to be a perfectionist, and mm-hmm. um, kind of take charge, kind of, you know, lead, and and yeah. do, do, and I'm kind of like, let's just hang out, let's just hang out, um, right. but it's so good to see how that relates to each other in marriage. And I Googled Enneagram one married to an Enneagram nine. And it's so amazing of how it's so eye opening. Yeah. How to grow in your own, not just like staying there, but trying to grow towards the healthiest. Yes. Yes. And understanding others and, and how you can both do life together um, and encourage each other and, and, and work together better. I love it. I love it. So, Thank you so much. I wanted to tell you one more thing. Okay. On Instagram, I love that you wrote Bible verses on your subway tiles in your kitchen. Oh, yes. I love that. Yes, such a good little trick. I I know. It is, yeah, just easy and helpful. It's always there, and it's not like an extra chalkboard that I had to find. Yes. I love that. I don't, however, I do not have subway tile in my kitchen but I do have it in the bathroom so yeah. I'm gonna have it on in the shower I'm gonna I'm gonna write some verses go. up there girl for yeah, sure I, I also just write on the windows too like in our breakfast <gasps> yeah I just write on the windows I just pull up the blinds every morning and I have like verses for the kids and I have like sticker charts and what you know all the toddler uh, stuff um, I love it yeah I just write on the window and then you can uh, easily ra- erase it I love it so much Thank you so much for making time for me tonight. Thank you, Ren. What a joy. Uh, so much fun. So great. Your story. I love it. And I know God is giving you this platform to speak for him. And you're doing a great job with those kids. I love watching you on Instagram. So everybody go follow her on Instagram. Where can we find you online? Um, Sally Kate. Sally underscore Kate. Okay. S-A-L-I-E underscore Kate. Okay. With a K. With a K. K with a K. That was my conversation with Sally. We recorded back in May. So I'm so excited that y'all finally get to hear her story. I know Sally would love to connect with you over on her Instagram. And I would also love that as well. I'm at Friends of a Feather Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and also on Pinterest. Remember, we are all friends of a feather. Let's stick together. And I will see you next time. Bye, friends.